0: It's almost cliche to say this, but it's true. I love chocolate. I am totally that chick. I will hop up from my desk specifically to grab a bite of chocolate at least once a day. I've already done so twice today, actually, and it's just past noon. I keep a bottle of chocolate syrup in my refrigerator. I require a very high ratio of chocolate chips to surface area in my pancakes. If I'm happy, if I'm sad, if I'm bored... If I did something horrible or if I'm proud of myself. There's nothing more soothing than a piece of chocolate. White chocolate can be bright and different. Milk chocolate is so creamy and indulgent. Dark chocolate, decadent on your tongue. Sweet, bitter, I'm not picky. So, needless to say, the whole doing the interview virtually thing was a bit of a bummer. When I talked to Dave Owens in his confectionery kitchen, he was overseeing the boxing up of chocolate bars. Not not getting the chance to smell or taste anything. You know, volunteer as quality control or whatnot. Yeah, it was a bummer. But virtual also has its perks, like being able to catch Dave uh, on an otherwise very uh, busy afternoon. uh, uh, He tuned into our Zoom, hairnet and all. And
1: we're scurrying to put our first orders together to send out to our stores for the weekend opening um, at our stores in South County and uh, Warrington.
0: I have a chocolate bunny sitting on my kitchen table downstairs wrapped in plastic from Easter, And it started with a little nibble of its ears, and then it took a bite out of its butt earlier. And that chocolate wasn't even that tempting. I mean, the stuff Dave is whipping up, it looks like a work of art you just want to gobble right up. He says, though, that would not be a good idea.
1: Keep something else around, just in case. Because that happens if you have nothing else but your one chocolate bar to eat. Um real quick you could find yourself in trouble
0: because this chocolate contains cannabis today on abby eat st louis honeybee edibles the new venture from a missouri cannabis company with a focus on culinary and beautiful artisan
1: candies it is an elevated experience we we have a great team behind behind everything
0: how dave is bringing his experience from a famous chocolate company to what he thinks will be a new high in his career Sorry, I had to get that out of my system.
1: It really fun to be uh, on the beginning of this roller coaster.
0: Why he says he can't sample his own product, and who can? Plus, your food news and weekend planner. After a career in restaurants, Dave spent a dozen years at Bissinger's the St. Louis-based chocolatier that can be traced back to confectioners to the king of France. He wasn't just working the line and whipping up his own concoctions on the side or something like that, though. He was the chief chocolatier and vice president of taste. It's an amazing title, isn't it? The company was sold in 2019 to rivaling Chocolate 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 Company, and with that, Dave decided it was time for something different. He had spoken to some folks in the cannabis industry, where he said he saw the chance to continue making fine confections, just with a few new ingredients. He seized on the opportunity to become head of culinary for Proper Cannabis Company, a Missouri medical marijuana brand, and their new line of infused candies, Honeybee Edibles.
1: Well, I think it was an opportunity, one, to serve the medical patients uh, of the state of Missouri, and it was a startup, something completely different, so there's a challenge there. So I said, you know, why not? I'm at a point where I thought that one more big challenge in my career might be fun.
0: So backing up a little bit to your Bissinger's days and before you became a cannabis chocolatier, but just a, uh, you know, confectioner before this step in your career, if I were to say, Dave, make me something that shows me your personality, pull out all the stops. What would you whip up for me?
1: I'd probably whip up a caramel filled chocolate bar or some type of gummy.
0: So those are two things that translate pretty well to this next phase then.
1: Yeah, exactly, and we we were doing really well in that space at Bissinger's um, with chocolate bars and gumdrops and and different things like that. But um, this again is different because we've got the added component of cannabis, but also the regulations behind it. There's a lot that goes into it. Um, I just commented to my colleague here; it was a whole lot easier just to make chocolate bars and ship them out to Costco or ship them out to Whole Foods or whoever it was, than it is to do what we're doing here. Lots of regulations, lots of regulations.
0: He says that's been one of the biggest adjustments to this new role, learning about all the regulations from the state. Missouri voters made way for medical marijuana. Now patients with certain conditions like cancer, epilepsy, HIV, or chronic pain can get their medical marijuana cards and legally purchase and consume cannabis or THC-infused products. That's what you call an edible, by the way, like the chocolates and gummies they're making here in the proper kitchen.
1: This is a medical uh, state, so it's a little bit different than if it was recreational. But I, but the regulations are are a little bit daunting. I was, we we're just getting orders together now for our stores, and we have to list all those orders in the state portal. So it's a lot. It's a lot of computer work, a lot of paperwork, and I was a little. I didn't really realize it was going to be quite so much.
0: The honeybee is the state insect. That's what inspired the name, they say, but I have to imagine the whole buzz thing has something to do with it, too. It's a cute name. And you might not expect a company making THC or CBD-infused foods to be, well, cute. That's because your pothead stoner culture Cheech and Chong references are so old-fashioned. Marijuana is becoming mainstream.
1: I think so. I think that we're going to see more of an approach like, regular consumer product goods companies um you're seeing that with some of the larger multi-state operators that that's how we're looking at it is this is um certainly it's people's medication and but it but it can be treated as a, a as a business and you know we we have all the trappings of regular business you know we have people in the different departments that i mentioned earlier and they all work hard to present our brands and why shouldn't it be thought of of just as, as just another consumer products goods,
0: you know, anybody, whether you're a small child or 110 years old, you can have a bar of chocolate. You can have a nor a, uh, what would you call a, a neutral gummy? I mean, a, non- a
1: non-medicated, non-medicated we call it
0: non-medicated. Okay. You can get the non-medicated stuff as much as you want, but now medicated regulation, it's because this is something that's still a little taboo and frankly illegal in a lot of ways um, well, certainly, for some yes. people. So tell me about that a little bit.
1: Yeah, certainly um, we're still not legal on the federal front. We are legal here in the state of Missouri, plus multiple other states are uh, have legal programs, either medical or recreational. Uh, and in those, these states, that's uh, it's available either to patients or to regular consumers of, of age who want to go in and purchase these items. Um, so, you know, it's 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 a new and interesting frontier.
0: An interesting frontier for sure. Um, you know, some people might hear this though and say, well, wait a minute, doesn't that mean it's a very niche thing? Doesn't that mean that it's something that it's a, you're not going to be able to reach the type of audience that you're you know, consumer that you would hope to, but you're it sounds right. like you you have high hopes. Uh, no we pun intended there.
1: <laughs> we exactly. Um, we have ninety thousand registered patients in the state of Missouri, more than ninety thousand. So that's a pretty good number. Now, there's a there's a, a you know there's a fair amount of folks that are in the space either in cultivation or in manufacturing. Um, and they have to have customers, the wholesale customers. But there's 90,000 people out there and growing every day um, that are looking to find uh, a way with cannabis um, to help them with the, the afflictions that they might have, whether that's sleeping, whether that's um, pain management, maybe that's just for uh, their lifestyle would help would help them with an active lifestyle. You know, depending on what the the affliction was that they got their medical card for.
0: But looking ahead, Dave is confident there will not be a card required to enjoy his treats eventually. On the day we spoke, the idea of decriminalizing marijuana possession came up in St. Louis County. Maplewood unanimously passed the idea. It's already been decriminalized in Saint Louis City. Cannabis enthusiasts call that momentum.
1: But I would say that it is much like prohibition, and the war on drugs against cannabis has failed, and we can see what it's what it's done to people, the lives that it's affected, Um, and it's ultimately just wrong. It was it was the wrong thing to do for the last almost 100 years. And so finally, hopefully we see some relief in that space.
0: Because it's about relief, mostly. Edibles deliver that relief to medical marijuana patients differently than smoking because it's processed through your liver instead of through your lungs. And it provides an alternative to smoking for those who still want medical marijuana benefits. When I was a kid, I remember being prescribed amoxicillin a couple times, the stuff that tastes like pink bubblegum. It's why I had no trouble disagreeing with Dave's point that if you have to take medicine, why shouldn't it taste good?
1: I basically start with a list of possible flavors. (laughs) refine those to something that I want to present to the team and say, hey, these are what I'm thinking about. And then and then let them kind of pick the ones that they might be interested in. And then from there we'll, we would make non-medicated samples, get that kind of dialed in, and then then go with it to move forward. No different, no different than my previous life if it was at Bissinger's or one of my restaurants where um, we would have sampled things and, you know, came up with ideas and just, you know, see what's going to work.
0: Do you have your medical card?
1: I don't currently, I've been quite, quite busy. And so I haven't gotten that far.
0: Yeah. So are you legally allowed to taste test your products?
1: Well, that's, that's the thing really strange. um, Being a chef and not being able to taste my products. We did run a bunch of sample batches that were non-medicated to dial it in um and we tasted those but now that we're making them we'll get feedback now from our either our uh patients that purchase them or our in-house team that have medical cards and are allowed to purchase so we'll get feedback from all of them here soon Mm-hmm.
0: How does it really impact the process? Impact the recipe? Because I under you know it doesn't have a taste to it once it's added. It, it, the chocolate's supposed to feed the chocolate. Yeah, it,
1: it, it does because we're, we're using a concentrate known as distillate, which has basically been refined. Um, it's been refined to the point where f- the flavor isn't there, and we're adding such a small amount. Think of it this way: we're adding hundred milligrams. To a chocolate bar. That's half of an aspirin worth of a volume of product to each bar. So it's just not much. So the the other components, whether it be chocolate or the fruit in the gumdrops, um, all those other ingredients kind of overshadow anything that would be there to to impart a taste. Mm
0: -hmm. Not much for taste, but how about for actual effects?
1: Yeah, it depends on the person. Um, some people, um, well, what we like to say is start low and go slow to figure out what your dosage is. The chocolate bars are 10 milligrams per serving of cannabis. The gum drops are five milligrams. And when we get to the mints, which we haven't started making yet, they will be two and a half milligrams. So therefore, you, you can still enjoy a few pieces of a chocolate bar or a few pieces of gum, drops or a mint or two, depending on how your day is going, you know, you can enjoy those a couple of those and, and not overdo it. Now we know that as people consume edibles over time, their tolerance may change. And so they uh, may require a little bit higher dosage over time.
0: Was anybody in your life surprised when you said, Hey, guess what I'm going to do next?
1: Um, You know, when I told my siblings, they said, what? And then I explained it and they said, that's great, good for you. Just got a world-class team here and I'm so excited to be a part of it. Um, It's fun to be part of a startup that so far has not been the hours of the restaurant business, but um, that may change, but uh, it's been great. It's been really fun to be on the beginning of this roller coaster.
0: As I mentioned, I will eat pretty much any kind of candy, any kind of chocolate you put in front of me, but that is not necessarily the case with my beloved friend and producer, Dory <laughs> almost now joining us via Zoom. Dory, you're a little pickier when it comes to chocolate.
2: Yes, definitely pickier. So I love anything dark chocolate. If it's white chocolate, I really don't go near it. Um, and then <laughs> milk chocolate, I'm kind of hit or miss on. Like I like certain candies that have milk chocolate, like Reese's, I'll eat um, butterfingers, things like that. But, uh, I'm really picky It's a complicated relationship, me and chocolate.
0: I wish I had a complicated relationship with chocolate. Like, I I mean, I literally just casually this morning, like went downstairs and grabbed an Oreo because I was like, "Mm, haven't had chocolate yet today. Oh wait, no, just kidding. I did. I think I had chocolate Kashi granola this morning for breakfast. So it's a thing. (laughs) It's a thing, but uh, good for good for you for being able to withstand that temptation that I am not able I can't. to. <laughs> but hey, speaking <laughs> of chocolate, um, we've got some news for one of our favorite chocolate makers in the St. Louis area. Um, a, always a always a go to stop around the holidays, um, and that's just one of our news stories you have in
2: our roundup this week, Dory. Yeah, so everybody out there might have an Easter bunny, maybe chocolate Easter bunny from Crown Candy sitting in their kitchen still. Well, Mm -hmm. the iconic St. Louis shop just received about $100,000 worth of improvements and money as part of a new show. This show came from Discovery Plus, which is a new streaming service. The show is called Restaurant Recovery, and it's done by Raising Cane's founder, Todd Graves. So he essentially said that during the pandemic, while a lot of smaller restaurants were struggling, his national chain was thriving. So he wanted to pay it forward. He picked 20 different restaurants across the US and Crown Candy is one of them. So they're a part of uh, 10 episodes streaming on Discovery Plus and Crown Candy's episode is up now. We won't give any spoilers here, but the owner who we all know is Crown Candy Andy said that Todd was their guardian angel and had really helped them get through the pandemic.
0: That's very cool that somebody could see how their business was, you know, they're in the same family being food service, but his was doing so well and knowing all these other folks were struggling, um, and now, not only am I craving chocolate, as per usual, but I'm also craving Cain's chicken fingers. So awesome.
1: <laughs> Ooh. You
0: know, we have more chicken news coming up in a little bit, but we're going to hold that for you at the rainbow at the end of this uh, path, because we have a little bit of a sadder story. First, we got to get out of the way.
2: Yeah, so uh, another restaurant rec- closure to let everybody know about this is in the Central West End Wildflower Restaurant at Laclede in North Euclid is closing after 26 years. They said, this wasn't an easy decision to make. And they said, quote, the pandemic shut us down completely and then made operating a business built on hospitality all but impossible in a year when many of us passed the time in hibernation and avoiding social contact. Mm
0: -hmm. Now I will say I was passing by that intersection not too long ago, and it looked like their patio was pretty, um, I don't want to say full, but like, it was seated. Yeah. Seated to capacity full is pre pandemic, you know, but it looked like it was doing Mm. pretty well. And so I actually remarked, maybe this is, this is a good thing. And people are rediscovering that nice little corner right there. Um, that being said, perhaps now looking back at it, it might've been a neighboring restaurant using their patio. I don't quite know, but, um, either way, it's a gorgeous space right there. And now that's two places. The Einstein bagels um, across the street from Wildflower is has closed. Um, it closed during mm-hmm. the pandemic, which I was surprised by that. But so now there's, there's a lot of opportunity. If somebody is interested in getting in the Central West End, there's some prime locations there that I know I would love to see filled with something.
2: Yeah. Prime location there for sure. Um, okay. Well, how about we get back to that golden rainbow of with, chicken. Filled with chicken nuggets, <laughs> right? Yes. The pot of gold um, at the end so, of the rainbow is ch- full of chicken nuggets. <laughs> chicken, yes. I, hey, I would take it. Um so we've got a, a restaurant expansion to let everybody know about. Um, the guys behind the Nashville Hot Chicken Concept, Chuck's Hot Chicken, are looking to add a location in O'Fallon. So they have one right now in Maryland Heights. They're looking to get that second location in O'Fallon and probably putting it in an old sandwich shop. That's along highway K, not a whole lot of details yet on this one from uh, Chuck's hot chicken, but they're looking to possibly open in early June. Hot chicken is a hot, like trendy sort of food the past couple of years.
0: I'm in favor of it. I remember going to Nashville a couple of years ago and being like, "I've got to get hot chicken," and honestly, it wasn't that different than what we can get around here now. So I'm I'm liking uh, I'm liking all the different options with that. Mm. Now I want hot chicken mm-hmm. tenders and some chocolate.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> now we know what you're going to eat for lunch. Today. There you go. <laughs> Um well the next time you go to the Schnooks in Kirkwood you could have a lot more options some tasty options coming there. They're doing a total renovation of that location which is at uh Manchester and Woodlawn in Kirkwood. They're going to be adding features like a this sounds so trendy too, a self-service nut butter section. <laughs> Kombucha on tap. And an expanded grab-and-go area. That just sounds, it sounds very Trader Joe's-like, doesn't it? It sounds
0: like something that would, like, pour, like the characters from Portlandia. Would, I haven't made a Portlandia reference on this podcast in quite some time.
2: Wow. It's been a while. I give you a lot of credit.
0: Yeah. Fred and Carrie walked into Schnooks and were like, hey, we've got some ideas. A self-service nut butter <laughs> section. And... people were like okay i guess we're going with that but no actually i when they say self-service do you know what they mean by that like are you scooping it out yourself or is it just like you
2: grit to that i don't know they didn't go into details i read their news release about it yesterday Mm -hmm. and it just it doesn't go into any further details about that so you know we'll see i guess
0: interesting interesting i like almond butter so there you go i mean go for that um but they also have some other cool features that involve some restaurants right
2: Yeah. So they're going to be adding a food hall concept in store. I think this sounds really cool. And really the neatest thing about this whole renovation that they're doing. So they're going to have like a little food court area inside Schnucks with the shaved duck, soul taco, and Greek kitchen. They'll have Mm. a service counter with a seating area. And then also they're adding in an arch apparel store inside the store. So a lot of new kind of concepts coming to that location there. They're hoping to have this done by mid-summer. That Schnucks, as far, I've been there several times, especially recently. It seems like your standard size Schnucks store, so I don't know. I'm I'm curious how the layout will be in there and if that kind of, if they're taking away some aisles of products to fit all of this in. But who knows, maybe they're testing out this location for trying to do this in other spots at other Schnucks. That could be interesting.
0: Doing Instacart, I was never an Instacarter before the pandemic, but I've almost exclusively done Instacart at my local Schnooks um, just for pickup. And I said even just last week, I don't think I'll ever go into the grocery store again if I don't have to, because you know, if you're not going you can go to a you know specialty market or farmers market or things like that for some things and then just get your basics from Schnooks and get it delivered straight to your car. That being said, I bet you this is in some ways a way to remind people like, hey, come into our stores. We have more to offer. I would go into that store. I would go into that store. So creative and
2: hang around. Yeah. And I was thinking about the other grocery stores that are along that stretch of Manchester. You've got um, like a fresh time. I think there's a, a Trader Joe's, maybe not too far away. There's a Deerberg's just down the street. So maybe they're trying to do something to kind of set themselves apart in that location and kind of going with that concept of the, going to the grocery store, like you're saying, is an experience, not just going to get your Oreos or chocolate. <laughs> right.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And that's, that's all you need at the grocery store, except for now, actually, this sounds like something I'm going to need to pick up at the grocery store. Once it's, a, once I see it.
2: Yes. You'll definitely want to check out 1220's new canned cocktail. So this is available uh, late April is what they said. So I'm hoping that means right now um, it'll be available through September. It's a new Paloma canned cocktail. So this is a tequila based drink with grapefruit and lime juices and grapefruit soda um, from our friends at four hands. Remember we did an episode with them in 2019 yes. summer, 2019, or the real spirits of St. Louis. I think that's what we called it. I think that was the name. Yes, exactly. That was a great one. That was a good one. Um so I did want to add that 1220 at four hands, they were offering Palomas during the pandemic last year for pickup in like these bigger cans. Um, I'm a big Paloma fan. I love anything with grapefruit. So I definitely went down and got some and they were really good. So I'm really looking forward to see how they do this as far as canning it and selling it in stores. Um I think it'll be a good addition and a great summer drink. And I'm not a huge
0: tequila person, but I like Palomas. So that's like, like I'm not a big margarita person, but these sound really good. That sounds like a great thing to grab and hang out in your backyard, Dory, with your puppy. And yeah. I'll be there. Just, just be there with your puppy and my Paloma. And then that's it. That's my summer 2021 plans. <laughs>
2: Hey, yeah. Come on over. Uh, we will have a, a puppy party. Maybe take some pictures of our puppies and who knows they could get a job out of it. Right? I
0: like where you're going with this. Tell me more.
2: Oh, So Bush Dog Brew now needs a spokes dog. So I, obviously we have a couple pups who would definitely be up for this job. The, the beer is offering a $20,000 professional gig for one special pup to be the spokesperson for bush dog brew that we talked about this last year when it came out it's a non-alcoholic bone broth drink but it was a huge hit with pet owners obviously who want to kind of crack one open with their pet maybe out on the patio Um, so bush is looking to expand on that brand now they're hiring a chief tasting officer And of course there are perks with this job. Like I said, it's $20,000 that the pet will get plus pet healthcare coverage. And of course, free brews. Um, okay. So if you have a dog in mind, here's what they're looking for. They want a pet with a refined palate. Okay. When I think of refined palate, I think of Mia for sure. Yeah.
0: Um, so um she did she eat some, eat... she did eat some rabbit droppings in the backyard this morning, though, but I like to say that's backyard <laughs> caviar. So uh, that counts as refined. <laughs>
2: <laughs> She's resourceful. <Yeah. laughs> uh, they're also looking for some pooches with an outstanding sense of smell and Proficiency in English would be remarkable, but not <laughs> required. So that, that would put my Brutus, my, my little pup Brutus, who knows about two words right now, he would be, he fit into that, that little bucket there. Um, so if you want to apply, get your pet in the mix, you can post a picture on social media with their qualifications, you know, their little resume. And use the hashtag BushCTOContest.
0: Oh, we have to do this story. Okay, first off. And I think really, we have to. Brutus was not, um, you know, you had, he was not ready for his podcast debut until last week, in part because we didn't have, we, I'm part of this, apparently, uh, we all didn't mm-hmm. have a name that we had all agreed on for Brutus. Have you considered maybe, instead of B-R-U-T-U-S, B-R-E-W-T-U-S? Would you Ooh, change his name like for $20,000? <laughs>
2: Uh, yes. <laughs> I was going to say we have the name tag made, but we can easily swap that what out. I was
0: going to say, I would invest in changing that. That's so fun. Oh my gosh. Okay. So if anybody out here does that and you use the hashtag Bush CTO contest again, of course, it's Bush beer, B-U-S-C-H C-T-O-C-O-N-T-E-S-T also tag us in that so that we can see it. I, I, I need more dog pictures in my timeline. Always. I want to see who's uh, going always. for it. <laughs> that's so fun. I love that. Okay. Well, hopefully we are going to be just slopping down a whole bunch of bone broth beer this summer, um, in the future. (laughs) But as for now, Dory, what's the best thing you had to eat this week?
2: Yeah, well, actually speaking of Instagram, um, I was looking for some dinner inspiration last week and whenever I'm not quite sure what I want to eat, I go to our Instagram page and I just start scrolling. Me too. Me (laughs) too. I see. (laughs) You see so much good stuff out there. Um, so while I was looking for dinner inspiration, I actually saw a post from Nathaniel Reed Bakery that really caught my eye. They had this loaf that also speaking of chocolate looked like a giant Ferrero Rocher thing. It, it, it just looked like chocolate covered with nuts in it. And oh, had yeah, this I little, saw that. Did you see that? It has mm. this little orange slice on it. So I clicked on it or checked it out because um, I'm like, OK, that looks like it has hazelnut. Which it did. So um it's a pound cake with hazelnut, milk, chocolate, and citrus it has a very slight hint of orange and lemon that just like really brightens it up. Um, but really after I saw that post, I just knew I had to go and get one. So I re- literally went out the next day <laughs> and got one when I was out in Kirkwood. She's a go-getter. Um, it was- yes. <laughs> yeah. If there's one thing I'll travel for when it comes to chocolate, it's something with hazelnut in it too. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So when got that, um, and of course, if you go to Nathaniel Reed, you know, you can't just get one thing. So also picked up some macarons, um, always good. Got that little, um, got the loaf, the pound cake loaf. And then also they, all of their little cakes that they have in that center display. I could Mm -hmm. just, I would take one of each. And I really want to one day go in there and just be like, give me one of each of those little cakes that you have, because they're all so good and beautiful. Um, got one of those. And then also a pork sandwich, a pulled pork sandwich, which was like just as good. Um, you can get just a little bit of everything there. And I, it was just so good,
0: man. That sounds so good. What kind of, what kind of bread was the pulled pork on?
2: Uh, it was on a focaccia. It was so soft.
1: Mm, Yes. That sounds so
0: good, man. Mm -hmm. I'm getting hungry. Mm -hmm. Ah, That sounds really good. You're, you had a little bit of everything, a little sweet, a little savory, um, Mm -hmm. Mine was all sweet um, because I, we were just talking before we started recording the podcast that in some ways I fooled myself into thinking it was already summertime. Like this weekend, I put all my sweaters away and like, you know, got my flip I literally bought new flip-flops. So I was like, it's almost flip-flop season. And yeah, it snowed yesterday. Don't you know?
2: I should St. know. Louis. I know. <laughs> and I,
0: oh, here's the thing. I usually like get mad at when I see people walking around in sandals in a, like before Memorial day. Cause I'm like, you guys know it's going to get cold again. I think I tempted fate. Um, but that being said, there are some warm weather things that are very much doable right now. And you know what? They don't even have to be a warm weather thing because Ted Drews is good all year round. Uh, and so I had my first oh, two yeah. of the season and uh, went to the original on Chippewa and got a dutchman concrete so that's a concrete um with chocolate butterscotch and pecans and it was just so tasty and like of course you try to be good and you're like can i get the mini please and they give it to you and you're like that's a mini it's so much ice cream i'm not gonna finish all this and like five minutes later it's gone yeah the tradition continues
2: (laughs) surprise you got a mini I always go for medium just because I know I'll want to have leftovers yeah
0: I knew I wasn't gonna have leftovers though because when it was some <laughs> friends who lived down the street from it it was like mm. and it was nice to see a nice little uh, they have the line very like organized um so that people can be spaced out it's it's quite a nice little operation there they have all the plexiglass between because I hadn't been there since the winter time during like Christmas tree season and all of that so um yeah it's a uh, Ted Drew's season baby I'm ready for it <laughs> so speaking of seasons, um, we are still hopefully wandering toward warmer weather. And so that brings us some different, uh, again, a season of reopening slowly and safely uh, in this in this phase of the pandemic. So we do have a couple events that we want to let you know about. Um, this first one, of course, uh, we we're talking about the mm, almost last week, April, uh, April 23rd through 25th. So now, every Friday in the park from 4 p.m. to dark at Tower Grove Park, they are going to have their sip and stroll. So this is something that they did a little bit in the summertime and um, fall rather during like on Saturday afternoons. This is a Friday night event um, starting at four, going to what time is Sunday? Yeah, 8.30-ish. It's uh, the folks at St. Louis Barkeep. They're going to be making and shaking cocktails over by the Lily Pond Shelter. Um, and you can do exactly what they say, sip and stroll, walk through Tower Grove Park uh, in the evenings. And 20% of every drink purchase will be donated to Tower Grove Park. Again, this is an ongoing event starting on Friday. So if you want to uh, get your happy hour on, but also be socially distanced still and maybe get your steps in, Tower Grove Park is the place to be.
2: And it's blooming right now. I drive by it, you know, every time I pretty much leave my house, I have to drive by the park and just seeing the outskirts of the park, uh, everything's blooming. It just it's looks so beautiful. beautiful right now. So it's my favorite a great park. day. Great. Yes. A great time to sip and stroll literally. So head on out there. Um, if you're looking for some other tasty options for the weekend, this Saturday and Sunday, we have Bayou in the Lou. It's an event put on by. Sauce Magazine and event promoter Jamo, which we mentioned them once last year, they were putting on some of these socially distanced concerts that were happening near Bush Stadium, where people kind of had their little square that they could watch concerts in. So put on by them. Um, this time, the event is at City Foundry. They're going to have live music each night, and then also food from Sister Cities Cajun. So if you're interested, just know that tickets are required to enter. And then that ticket does not necessarily get you food or drinks. You also have to purchase food and drinks separately, which you can pre-order before going. Um, and then you can also order on site too. So tickets required and you buy them in pods of up to four people. So they're doing their best to kind of keep people grouped together while socially distant, um, at that event at city foundry.
0: Mmm, Cajun food. Again, stop doing this when you're hungry, Abby. Um, City Foundry, by the <laughs> way, um, that's very highly anticipated event space right off Forest Park, um, near the IKEA here in the city. And it's it's really cool. We did an episode with them um a little while back talking about how the project was going. It's gonna have um, uh, you know, eventually restaurants, movie theater, event space, a food hall, and that being said there are a lot of things that are kind of uh, put on pause in some ways or the openings have been delayed but it's great to see they're already starting to get some events going on in this space and if you've been mm-hmm. curious about it this is the going to events like these are a good opportunity to go uh, wander around and see what it's going to look like eventually sunday is another opportunity at city foundry this is one of the per- I always have a hard time saying it procure Mm. it's a beautiful looking word in all the social media posts, but like saying, it's a different story. Procure is their marketplace. They host uh, on occasion for female brands. Um, The women's creative is putting this on at city foundry with 40 local women owned businesses uh, this upcoming weekend. They also have food available this week. It's from a Balkan treat box in 1207. That's happening outside from noon to four. It is free to go to, but again, when we're talking about the different measures to help with crowds uh they will you will need a ticket to get in so that they can kind of keep track on that uh just check out the women's creative website for that or you can also look them up on Instagram they're uh, pretty well linked over there so this is going to continue every last sunday of the month through october so very cool something to look forward to i always like doing those types of things around the holidays so i like seeing that it's happening now mm-hmm. Maybe be a good time to buy something for mother's day. It's a, uh, that's coming up faster than you'll know it.
2: <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. I was looking at the calendar. I'm like, Oh shoot. Well, this will be the last one before mother's day. So it could be a good opportunity to go shop for your mama and then support some uh, local female owned businesses.
0: Abby St. Louis is a five on your side production. I am Abby Larico. And I'm Tori Please be sure you are subscribed to our podcast. Seriously, if you get us every week, that's great because you hop on and download. Wonderful, but make it easier for yourself. But just go ahead and subscribe. And we really want to know uh, what you think about the podcast. Leave us a rating and a review as well. And by the way, that does help other people find the podcast. So we want to make sure that people keep hearing these wonderful food stories that we're trying to bring you from around the St. Louis area, especially as we head back toward dare we say normal heading into this summer we know you want to go out to eat so we'll help you figure out where to go do that let us know what you're thinking and where you're eating at our instagram page at abby eats st louis don't forget to tag us in your dog pictures too make sure you're washing your hands and seize the plate